Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, I'm a disloyal person. This, this, this. is the Q's Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Tuesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Joe there, join the militia. Thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us. We appreciate all of you for doing so. This is your Virginia Tech preview. The Orange will travel to Virginia Tech on Saturday to take on the Hokies. Uh, a 12:30 matchup. Uh, TV will be ACC Network or ESPN three. We'll let you know what we think about that. We will give you our always accurate final score predictions at the end of the show. Current hokey, but orange blooded Homer at heart. Our guy Giovanni Heater joins us today, and he's going to join us from start to finish. A little different perspective on Syracuse's next opponent as he is live from Virginia Tech. Giovanni, Gio. Buddy, thanks for thanks for uh, coming out and hanging out. Gio, <laughs> thanks for having us, guys. Super excited. This I uh, think it should be a good game. Um, and I, again, super excited. Thanks so much for having me. So, Coach Babers, if you listen to his pregame presser, you know the Virginia Tech presser, which wasn't much of a Virginia Tech presser with the news going on, but we'll talk about that. He said he's never been to Lane Stadium. So, uh, him and I both are gonna are gonna be at Lane Stadium for the first time this weekend. So it's been long overdue for me, too. I've been here 20 years, never been. And uh, I cannot wait. And I want to get your perspective. I want you to save it. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we're we're going to get into that um, in a minute before we do the, the actual preview. But first, Tommy enters the transfer portal, put out a pretty eloquent tweet. He was very, he was very humble. It was very genuine. Um, and Coach said he was very mature about... Um, their conversation and his decision. I don't think this comes as a surprise. Joe, um, I thought it would have come maybe at the end of the year, but, um, you know, he is going to finish school, though. He's going to finish school up at, at Syracuse, according to coach. So I don't know why I wouldn't have waited, but nonetheless, here we are. Tommy's going to enter the transfer portal. Yeah, I think it has a little bit to do with obviously the timing and. Uh, the fact that, you know, him and Babers have been talking and I don't think that the possibility of him coming in a game when this first happened um, was completely out of the realm of possibility. But I think now after seeing the last four weeks and what our offense has become and kind of the um, what we have with, <clears throat> with the uh, Schrader Tucker uh, duo, uh, I think that Tommy just sees the writing on the wall. And I think that by him kind of doing the transfer portal thing now, I think him protecting himself because. Let's just say, for instance, Schrader does get hurt. Uh, DeVito comes in, backup time, duty, and ends up playing another two, three, whatever games, right? Then I think, I don't know if he gets that whole year eligibility because of the four games thing. So I don't know if he's been redshirted yet or how that's gone. So I think um, he really just looking out for himself because if Schrader gets hurt, he comes in, then he might lose that um, eligibility. So it's just kind of protecting him and uh, his longevity as far as in the college game and being able to transfer um, and do what's best for him. Yeah, not a surprise, though, right? I mean, I don't no, think, no, no, no. I don't think there's anyone took this by surprise. But is there anything, um, Gio, I'll, you know, just I'll throw this to you. Uh, first of all, your thoughts. But, you know, there's always a possibility of some of these things lingering around. And, and, and I don't know, obviously none of us do what the atmosphere or the culture is like in the locker room, but to kind of get this out of the way and be like, okay, this is it. This is Garrett's our guy. There's, there's absolutely anything left of any kind con- uh, quarterback controversy that was lingering is absolutely gone. It's time to, this is our team. This is what we got. And going forward, we got five more games to try to make a bowl game. 
Yeah, I think all in all, it's actually, like you just mentioned, going to be a positive for the team because now they have that question mark out of the way and they know exactly what it's going to be and, and they can start to really formulate that chemistry without any kind of uncertainty and, and whatever it may be. But um, I don't think it's a surprise that Tommy transferred at all. Everyone kind of saw it coming once we saw what Garrett had to offer. Um, I, I find it like slightly disappointing. You know, I was never a big Tommy DeVito fan after seeing, his, you know, his product on the field. I just found it a little hard to root for him. And then you heard some things um, kind of behind the scenes that maybe he wasn't the greatest teammate or lacked some of the leadership capabilities that like a Dungy had, um, which is something that a lot of guys lack because Dungy was, you know, a special uh, asset. But um, from that perspective, it's disappointing that we could never support him in the way that he could have been utilized because we know he has the ability to throw the ball um not the best guy with his legs and we never really gave him an o-line and elite level wide receivers and kind of the things that he was you know probably um promised when he he wanted to come here and uh, i mean it was a four-star guy that didn't pan out one of the biggest quarterback recruits syracuse had had in a long time so i think it just kind of goes down there's an article that came out you know one of syracuse's biggest what ifs ever i mean you think when ishmael was here and when custis was here and irv phillips and i'm at a towel i mean those guys were six three six four six five they could go up win a one-on-one ball and they were fair to say some of the better receivers in the acc uh, I was never the biggest Taj Harris fan. He lacked that size. Um, he, he, you know, sometimes he dropped balls. So I think from an offensive line perspective and a receiving core, we never really supported Tommy and never really got to see what his capabilities could have been and the way the team's designed and the way it's evolved away from the no huddle and the orange is the new fast and where it is now. Uh, a running quarterback's the better option. And in today's day in college football, a quarterback that can run it and a quarterback that can be a dual threat um, is is a weapon for teams the way that college football has evolved and it's a necessity and it's unfortunate but uh you know it, it, everyone saw the writing on the wall um yeah you're you're exactly right well said and uh the what you said about uh, us not really seeing his full potential i mean especially with what we've this team has been kind of dealing with the past couple of years absolutely true but this is where we are yeah and this is where we're going so no. um, that is that. Look, uh, we are going to get into the pregame stuff here in a second. As soon as we talk about the Spotify green room app, you guys know the deal. Okay. I, I don't know how many times I got to tell you guys to go to your iOS or Android stores and download this thing, but uh, go to your iOS or Android stores and download this thing. Uh, all it takes is a username, an email address, and a password. Sign up today. It's free. You can follow us at Cuse Militia there. Uh, you can get in the room. You can listen and eavesdrop. Or you can request to speak. You request to speak. I approve it. You'll see a little red microphone hovering over your, your icon. Unmute yourself and say what you got to say. Get it off your chest. We had Zach in there last week. Zach is uh, he's really awesome on Facebook, and it was great to have him on. Uh, out of the Spotify green room app. So, and you don't have to just follow us. You can do whatever you want. You can follow other people. You can start your own thing. You can even do your own podcast from that thing because it records, it records your whole segment of the room, everybody that speaks and yourself. So go there, download the app today. It's free. Listen, we have a new sponsor, you guys, and you guys are going to love this. Well, some of you might. Uh, Symbol, symbol Symbol.com is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge on Symbol. You can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use the sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, earn cash payouts when your team wins. Join the nearly 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest into their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure you use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. Visit Symbol.com and use the promo code SD and your deposit will be risk-free. This means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams today. All right. So I'm interested you, in that. Huh? So look, I looked this up. Syracuse is 22 dollars and 85 cents right now for everybody wondering it's the one team i looked up okay so i signed up i'm in there and i'm thinking before i head into this virginia tech game i'm gonna buy i'm gonna buy and i got a good feeling 
Now, I had a good feeling last week, too, and we'll talk about that later, but uh, we'll see uh, how it goes. But it's a cool little app. It's got all the major sports, and you can do whatever you want with that. So um, they joined. They'll be joining us here for a little bit. It'll be fun. Um, Okay. Geo, you're in Virginia Tech, okay? Uh, I heard through the grapevine that you're going to be calling this game Saturday officially for the school. I am, yes. That's got to be an amazing feeling. Is this the first game you're going to be doing or um, have you been doing it all year? This, this, this will be the first football game. Um, I've done uh, volleyball and and soccer and um, done a lot of like our football kickoff shows that we do in our studio. Uh, But this will be the first football game I get to call. And then next weekend I'm going down to Atlanta for Georgia tech, Virginia tech. So um, I'm super excited to get a, get a football game though. I wasn't, um, I wasn't, you know, it was something I kind of had to earn and pay, you know, prove myself for. So it, it, it's definitely, um, you know, a little bit of a dream come true, especially that it's the Syracuse game. It's a full circle moment for sure. Dude, nice. it's, it's the tip of the iceberg for you, Giovanni. When, when, real quick, when did you start listening to us? Do you remember how old you were? Oh, it had to be. I mean, it was a while ago because it's crazy to see how much your, your guys' show has evolved too. Um, it would just like, I mean, everything from now, like just the little subtle things, the music you're playing behind the readings and, uh, and, uh, the intros and everything like that. Um, but I had to be like three years ago or something like that. I was definitely yeah, young for sure. I feel like you were a sophomore in high school. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I was. Yeah. Wow. That is crazy. So that would have been like, <laughs> yeah, closer to three or four, three, years four ago. years. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, it's really cool. It's really cool to, uh, have, you know, develop, have had this friendship and, and I hope to meet you. I've never met you in person. I hope to meet you in, um, in Blacksburg this weekend, but, uh, you're going to be calling the game. I know you're going to be busy, so we'll see what we can do. But I saw something in the local news here, uh, with the, about the, you know, the frustrated fans. Okay. They're frustrated with the offense right now. Um, you've got, um, some rumblings of fans, skipping out on the Syracuse game. I, I, I have you heard those rumors? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as bad as I want, you know, you and my whole family's coming down, I want you guys to experience, you know, lane stadium for what it is. Uh, people are not happy with the product on the field right now. And, uh, especially after last week getting blown out 28 to seven against Pitt, that was really like uh, kind of an end all be all. I mean, like students and fans were leaving the stadium chanting fire Fuente. Oh, um, it's you know, that's you know how they, that that's how that went. They did the same thing. We had Zach on on Sunday, and he said he was at the game, and they said the same thing about Babers. I mean, this is you know, this. right? You know, and it, it, the problem is there's a lot. I feel like in comparison to Syracuse, there's I think the leash gets even shorter here, uh, just because I think you know the expectations are yeah, a, little a little bit higher. higher. I mean, they expect Virginia. They had a 24 year bowl streak that just got snapped last year. You know, um, they're used to winning at minimal six, but, you know, eight, nine games a season. So, um, you know, the product on the field just hasn't been it the last handful of years. And then this year you start off strong, but North Carolina fell off. So beating number 10 to a team that now isn't even ranked is not impressive anymore. Um, then you lose on the road at West Virginia, but a lot of it comes down to poor recruiting and, poor play calling. And there's been so many times this year where Virginia tech in in a crucial situation and West Virginia is the prime example, but it happened against Notre Dame is three yards from the end zone. And basically because of the play calling questionable play calling, didn't punch it in. That's how they lost on the road at West Virginia. That's how they lost to Notre Dame. Even though that happened in the third quarter, it it added into it, the equation of a loss. So, um, you know, it's, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack there and I don't have to get into all of it, but um, it's either basically Fuente goes after this year, and a lot of people think it's you know he's done, or Brad Cornelson, his offense coordinator, has to go. But he would have to fire him and their best friends in real life, and they came from Memphis. And a lot of people mm. think Fuente would say, "If you fire him, I'm gone too." So it's a mess. But I, you know, the students left at halftime last week, um, which they usually stay the entire game, and the stadium got really empty in the third quarter. I hope that that stadium is not empty when I get there for this. But um, look, 
the 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 offense is struggling. Virginia Tech has the 120th ranked offense. Okay, they're averaging yeah. about 310 yards a game. Braxton Burmeister is trying to do everything. I watched the I watched I've watched their last two games. He just got he's just getting walloped. I mean, he's taken 14 sacks officially on the year. The dude just gets nailed constantly. I didn't even know if he was going to play against Pitt after watching the Notre Dame game. This dude was barely alive. Mm. And, <laughs> and he's still the number one rusher on the team with 212 yeah. yards. And obviously doing everything he can through the air, completing a, a, a uh, even 54%, the same exact, exact um, percentage as Garrett Schrader is currently. So when you look at, when I look at this thing, um, the the matchup with I think Syracuse holds the edge on their defense first Virginia Tech's offense versus Syracuse's offense first Virginia Tech's defense Virginia Tech's defense which is pretty good uh, 49th in the country but juxtaposed to Syracuse's 20th um, so uh, that that's where I that's where I see the matchup and um, you know I don't know what you got for I mean Knox Kadem I don't know uh, exactly how good this guy is. I mean, altogether, you've only got 10 passes thrown by other three other quarterbacks on this team. Or one was a punter, excuse me. Two quarterbacks and a punter. Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree with you more when you say that Syracuse's defense um, is better, you know, exactly what you said. Um, and I'll say this. I don't think there's a single position group where Virginia Tech is better than Syracuse except wide receiver. That's mm. it. Yeah, and they and go Virginia down the Tech's field. Got Trey Turner. Yeah, I mean they got Trey Turner and um, uh, they got Robinson. Um, but besides that, I I don't think that Syracuse has a single position group that they lack uh, in comparison. Linebackers are going to be better for Syracuse. Secondary is going to be better. D line is going to be better. And then offensively. Burmeister might be better at quarterback than Schrader. They both struggle to throw the ball, but Burmeister's playing incredibly banged up, like you mentioned. I mean, he's been hurt since he took a shot against Middle Tennessee week two, um, and he's been battling through that. It's eerily reminiscent to watching Eric Dungy play for Syracuse <laughs> a lot. But, you know, he's incredibly fast, but he's not going to yeah. run a guy over like Schrader is. I'd rather a guy like Schrader, a six foot four guy that's going to barrel through somebody that plays fearless than a guy like Burmeister. Yes, he's quick, but it takes one guy to tackle him. You know, um, I, I, like I said, the running backs for Syracuse, it's not even close. Jalen Holston's the leading rusher at the running back spot for Virginia Tech. He has 147 yards on the year. And to put that in perspective, uh, Sean Tucker last week had 130 yards in the first half against Clemson. Um, you know, Blackshear's a speedy little back. They don't have a power back. Uh, I just Syracuse is the better team on paper, and it's crazy to think about recruiting to say that, but they just are. Joe? Yeah, I to me it's tough when I look at Virginia Tech because when I look at their record to what Geo said, uh, that first game against North Carolina was pretty impressive. I'm sure, you know, at home, Lane Stadium, I, I believe that's where it was, right? Where yeah, Pitt? yeah, I'm sure it was crazy, right? Especially your first game and, and number ten North Carolina, who was favored to win uh, or at least make the ACC championship. And um, you know, Middle Tennessee can't really say anything at West Virginia. That's that's a tough game, you know. And then Notre Dame and Pittsburgh are both really pretty good teams too. So when I look at it, um, it's kind of, they're kind of in the same situation. I feel like with Syracuse, where they've lost pretty much majority of their games that against teams that are all right you know i don't i don't really know um what they're going to look like when you do you know bring syracuse but the one big thing to me when you talk about the defense and an offense um syracuse's defense has been pretty well of a bend don't break 20th like sean said but i mean the high rusher for you guys i think this year what is it 53 yards in a game i think for a high rusher i think one time you guys had a receiver over 100 yards so um, again, just the offensive. I mean, that's that's what I worry about as a Syracuse fan. It's a team coming in and just being able to. Are we going to be able to, to to score with them, right? Um, like Wake Forest. Uh, and I just don't see that threat with Virginia Tech. I mean, you you stop the big plays by the receivers, like you said, and you know, random stuff like that. Um, I don't really. Again, it's tough because they've been playing against tough teams. But unless they got something that they're hiding that they're waiting to to pull out for Syracuse, then there's just, I haven't seen, I don't see any threats on this team that I've seen in the last three or four games that Syracuse has played as far as offensive wise. Well, I think, it, it, go ahead, Gio. 
uh, just to piggyback too, I mean, like Virginia Tech, the, one of the biggest glares on the season was, and that kind of really solidified, okay, we might not be as good as we thought we were, was when Richmond came here. We beat them 21 to 10, mm-hmm. and one of those was a special teams touchdown, a punt return for a touchdown. We scored 14 offensive points against an FCS, middle of the pack FCS team. Like Richmond used to be good in the FCS, but they're not. So, offensively like the struggle is bad and I think if Syracuse can make Burmeister throw the ball you know it's it's very similar to Schrader throw the ball um more than 20 yards max like once you get into that 30 40 yard range he just can't do it it's not accurate he doesn't have the arm for it he's playing hurt and then Virginia Tech on top of it can't run the football so it's it's really like the offense um, it struggles. I mean, they just punt a lot. They, they struggle to get first downs. It is, it's mediocre. That's why they're dead last in the ACC. Well, when you've got the 20th ranked defense in the nation, I think Syracuse totaled 24 sacks on the year. And uh, without any signs of letting up, that's the game plan. You got to get after Burmeister. And, and if you can, you just, at the very, very, very least, you make him scared. Make him run scared the whole game. And, um, you know, you could create some turnover. His turnover, what has he got? Three, uh, six touchdowns to three interceptions. That's really not that bad. It's not terrible. So um, they got to make no, him. Six games, though. Mm. Yeah, I understand. But, you know, I mean, Gary Trader's five and three. Putting up rushing yards like Syracuse, right? I would understand that. Like, I understand why Garrett Trader doesn't have a lot of passing touchdowns. Well, he's right? only started right. four games, right? Well, there's that, too. So, but I mean, it, again, when it comes down to it, though, traditionally, like number one, first off, I mean, Lane, Lane Stadium it used to not be an easy place to just go in and win. You don't go in and they've lost two straight. So, I Against mean, if, really if there's good anything, teams. right? One was in overtime. Teams, nonetheless, how many times have they won, They lost three games at straight at Lane Stadium? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but it's probably not a lot. So, that's one of those things they're going to come out and they are going to fight. And they do usually, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I, when I think Virginia tech, I think special teams plays where they score, where something happens, you know? So, um, when you look at Syracuse's, you know, their penalties and some of their lack of discipline the last couple of weeks, on top of the fact that Virginia tech might have a better special teams than them. Oh, well, without a doubt. Yeah. So, yeah. And then you throw in the return, man. Sorry. Sorry, Go ahead. No, no, you're good. And, and now, you know, realistically, I mean, Clemson just kind of threw a blueprint. Now <laughs> you have to have the personnel of Clemson's defense to pull it out there. But Clemson just they threw out the blueprint of how to stop Syracuse's run. Now, whether Virginia Tech's going to be able to do it or not, that's a different story. So if you combine that with some penalties, with some turnovers and some special team stuff, then I can see this as being an ugly, gritty game, just like the, the Clemson Syracuse game was. So unless we clean up stuff on offense and maybe get a little bit better with the penalties and special teams and maybe, maybe God forbid, uh, turn the other team over at some point, then I don't think we'll have a problem. But I do. There is though that that little space there of those couple different aspects of the game where Virginia Tech can definitely um, take this game from us. And, you know, it's never – I think teams are more dangerous. I think Virginia Tech is more dangerous in this situation facing the scrutiny that they're facing coming off of this loss than they would have been, Joe, like we talked the other day, if they had won against Pitt. That makes us nervous, but no. <laughs> right? But, you know, um, with with all that said, you, you know, you mentioned Syracuse's special teams, and um, if – if they can hold it together, that's one thing that could be the difference. Syracuse needs like one thing to turn around to finish one of these games off. And, and special teams is under the microscope right now. So um, decent return, man. But the kicking game uh, for both is, is bad. No, is it? Yeah. Vir- no, Virginia not, Tech. Not- uh, no, Virginia Tech's kicker. Um, his name is slipping my mind, but he is, he has struggled mightily. Like he missed a PAT he missed a chip shot, uh, like uh-huh. 25-yarder against Notre Dame that came back to bite us. So, How could you forget that one? John Parker Romo. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> he doesn't care. He's still, he's still orange. He, he keeps saying us, and we keep saying to him that they, Look, but it's not, it's not true. No, no, trust me. I, I'm orange. I'm orange. We, so what are you wearing? What are you wearing? Time out. What, what he's got you, a Virginia it, Tech, it, yeah. No, 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 no. I know he's, I know he's wearing a Virginia Tech sweatshirt right now. I'm talking about what are you wearing. I don't care what you're wearing right now. What are you wearing to the game? 
Well, I have to be completely oh, non-biased right. down the middle. That's that's right. So I'm wearing a suit, and I'll probably have to wear like a, you know, a, a purple tie or something because I can't wear maroon or orange, and I can't wear blue or orange. So, oh man. Um, but if I was going as a fan, I would wear my Syracuse gear, and my whole family's wearing their Syracuse gear. That's and I awesome. would sit in the student section wearing a Syracuse shirt for sure. There we go. So I, I saw another another local article coming out of uh, Blacksburg that said Virginia Tech's putting restrictions in place ahead of they did it ahead of the pit game, I guess, uh, because of selfish, inappropriate, and embarrassing student behavior, according to the university itself. So there was no specifics, but I imagine like kids were sneaking in without tickets and and, and things like that. So what what the hell is going on there? Uh, yeah, like all of the above. I mean, when North Carolina came <laughs> and when Notre Dame game, there was uh, came there was a fight between adult fan of the opposing team versus students, so that was a big deal. Oh, um, they actually put up separators to try and separate students from the rest of you know the population, it- um, the student sections to completely separate them. Um, every student has to go in one gate, which is a major pain. Um, but every single student has to go in one gate so that you're separate from the public. But yeah, everyone's sneaking in alcohol. People are coming in without tickets. People are literally against North Carolina, against Notre Dame. Cause those are the huge games, like bar- barricading through, like literally tearing down the like temporary fences they put up to guide you through. I mean, it was, a, it was a mess. It was a mess. True. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't have guessed it was no. that crazy there. But let me just say that um, when you play Metallica before a football game, you're in some sense you're asking for some trouble. I mean, because even <laughs> I get hyped up. I'm at home, okay. Even I get hyped up for Virginia Tech. So that, with that being said, I mean, some of these things are expected. The little bit of rowdiness from fans, you know, a little bit, I think, is good. And uh, look, there is nothing like that atmosphere, in my opinion. I've mentioned it probably to the point of annoyance, but I'm sorry. It is that damn good to me. First of all, I'm a huge Metallica fan. Joe Joe knows this. So uh, I am a huge Metallica fan, but to take what they've done... And with that, with that, with Enter Sandman, and and just make it the marquee for this for every home football game. I mean, guys, that's that is something to behold. That is something to envy. I am not kidding. I'm so envious of that. I wish we did it. Plain and simple. I was gonna say. I remember. I remember as a younger kid, and you like rocking out to that song in your room when you still lived in Syracuse. And I think this song's older than most people that are playing. Ninety right? five. So. That black album came out, I think, in ninety five. Right. So yeah. It could have been even earlier than that, actually. No, You're I'm talking about, about yeah. So that's that's to have that that uh that song last that long and every, I mean obviously you're gonna have Timeless. an attachment to it for sure and you're a little you know obviously jealous of it. So But it hits it hits perfect. The team comes running out. I mean, it just it gives me chills every time Geo uh, that's why I want the place packed. I want to feel it. I, I mean, I've thought about implanting myself in the student section for this until I read the reports of them uh, fighting. <laughs> I don't. I'm like, I'm gonna be there with my family. I don't. I don't need to come back to, the, to come back to my section with the black eyes. You know, I, I can't afford to do that with, in front of my kids. You know, but hey, uh, but I the thought crossed my mind. It did. And if Gio was gonna be in there, if Gio was gonna be in the student section, I'd go. I'd go sit with him. He'd keep me safe. So. <laughs> it's great though. Um, hey, look, we are Gio. Are you going to stick around for picks? Can you do picks? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to talk about um, you know the atmosphere a little bit too. It's it's All right. wild. All right, yes, we'll yes. get we'll get to that. We'll get to that right after this. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. 
At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. As I mentioned, folks, uh, the Spotify Green Room app. Look, you can get in there. Uh, we do it for every fan feedback. You could sit in the green room app and uh, you can just listen to us and eavesdrop. Or you can request to speak, as I've mentioned before. All it takes is a username, an email address, and a password, and it's free to download in your iOS or Android stores. Go there. Do that. We appreciate it. I think we got like 10 people in there, which is great because that's like half our audience. So we're halfway there, which is excellent. Uh, all right. Symbol. Symbol. .com is a sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn cash with uh, payout. Second, uh, just like the stock market, if you think your team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high per, for profit. Like I mentioned, Syracuse is like twenty-two eighty right now, and we're going to talk about if they could pull this out against Virginia Tech, but if they could, your stock could go up. Use promo code SD to make your first deposit risk, risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will ref, uh, refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. Symbol S. I am B U L L dot com. All right, Gio, let's get the inside scoop. You've been there probably numerous times, obviously. You've been to every home game so far, I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, tell us tell us a little bit about it. Give, give me the lowdown. Should I stay in my spot? Should I stay in my area? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can stay in your area because <laughs> the whole place will be buzzing. Oh, um, uh, and you have to have a special, you have to get a, yeah, it's a whole process. You have to get a wristband to go in the student section. Oh my anyways, gosh. But, uh, All right. Okay. Fair enough. But, but, uh, <laughs> it, it lives up to every ounce of the hype. I mean, it was one of the biggest reasons I was excited to go to school here. Um, obviously it's big for every game. That's the crazy thing. It's just as hype. Enter Sandman's just as hype when Richmond comes and when middle Tennessee comes now, of course people leave in like the third quarter when you're playing a team like that. But, uh, Notre Dame and North Carolina, especially Notre Dame when the lights went out and they did fireworks and like, it is incredible. The ground literally shakes. Um, every person's jumping up and down, every person's yelling, but it's cool because it's not just enter Sandman. There's a whole lead up to it. That makes it that much more hype. Yeah. The first thing play God's going to cut you down by, uh, Johnny Johnny Cash, cash and the whole stadium stomps and claps in sync with each other. And they show the football team on the video board walking. They do the march from the locker room, from the athletic facilities, out into the tunnel. And so they show them on the board, and everyone stomps and claps. And then they cut it, and they do the Let's Go Hokies. And half the stadium says Let's Go, half says Hokies. And in the middle of that, you never know when they're going to hit the first chime of Enter Sandman. They mix it up every time. Sometimes it's like six Let's Go Hokies. Sometimes it's like four. Sometimes they'll like really draw it out, and it's like ten. But then when that first chime hits, everyone just goes berserk and jumps up and down. I mean, it's so hard not to fall over. Everybody's <laughs> jumping. And um, then when the team runs out, when it really like the drums and the, the guitar kick in, I mean, it's just electric. And the best part, though, is when they cut the song, when they're doing the coin toss and you don't even hear the ref talking over the loudspeaker because everybody sings it. And so everyone will be like, exit light. And then it's oh. silence and you just hear the echo and then it's enter night and, you know, 70,000 people are singing uh, and everyone knows the words and it's, it is wild. I mean, it is, I believe it is the best tradition in college football. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's wild. And I did see the That's long, awesome. the long intro. They did a uh, goosebumps talk about it. Right yeah. Like, you just really gave does. me goosebumps <laughs> and you got a pretty good voice yeah. too. You got a pretty good voice, bud. <laughs> well, don't, don't get him started. He'll break out the guitar. Giovanni broke out the guitar on the show one time. Remember D- yeah. Gio? He played, it, he played ACDC. I, I did that, didn't I? 
Oh, God. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. All right. Let's quickly, let's quickly, let me find my, my sheet here amongst the, uh, all the BS I got. Um, okay. So, oh, I never did the math on this. That's not. Oh, well, not, tough. not the, huh? Not the, not the best time to start doing math. Let's see. Um, man, I was way off. Yep. You were 21. I was off by 21. So, um. Joe is going to take this, obviously. Uh, Joe was off by six and nine. I'm sorry, guys. Um, so you were off two. by you were you were off by um, I was off by twenty one, and you were off by twenty. Plus, you get the negative five for the win because you um, chose the winner. You chose Clemson. So you got 15 to 21. Uh, Joe is four and three, and I am three and four. Okay, that sucks. All right, so <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. There's plenty of time to make this up. Okay. Uh, sorry, I usually have that done. It was a little painful. So, uh, Joe, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go first. Okay. You're gonna go first. Syracuse mm. at Virginia Tech. I've already got my score written down. I'm gonna do it now before you even say yours. But go ahead. Um, there's no way I can't go Syracuse here, although I think we're going to get Virginia Tech's obviously best shot. Um, I did listen to, uh, Fuentes, um, his interview and I know that they're down a couple of defensive guys, I guess some, some, um, second string or, you know, guys that come off the bench that help with depth are, are out with some injuries and one of their better, uh, defensive backs, Waller, who's got four interceptions for the year. They don't know if he's going to play or not. Um, but this is kind of desperation mode, right? Like this is kind of like play for the coach. Don't lose three in a row at home. And um, if you do, I mean, unless he's already lost the locker room, which would be a shame because they do have some winnable games down the stretch. Uh, um, that's kind of what we're fighting. And uh, I just think that Syracuse is just one of those games away from where like just everything clicks. We don't kill ourselves with penalties and turnovers and, uh, special teams uh, gaffes, and um, I kind of think that this game is going to be that game. So I got Syracuse thirty-one seventeen. Wow. Okay. And that's more higher of a score than I usually take. Okay. But Remember, I think I've, there's going to be some some big plays, turnovers, possibly some special team stuff. So. I've already written my score down. So remember that because we're very, <laughs> we're very close. Uh, Giovanni, I'm gonna let you go next, buddy. Yeah, um, I think Joe hits the nail on the head on a lot of things. I think that this is finally the game where Syracuse figures it out, right? And I think on the contrary, um, I don't think it's Fuente that's lost the locker room, but I think it's Brad Cornelson, the offensive coordinator, that's lost the offense. Um, It seems Mm. like the vibe is they're kind of sick of the play calling. Mm -hmm. They're kind of sick of not figuring it out offensively. Um, And just to give a little bit of a deeper look, what happens is um, Justin Fuente goes with Justin Hamilton and Justin Hamilton's the D coordinator. And in practice, Fuente coaches the offense of the prep group. So he's basically coaching the backups and the scout team and Justin Hamilton's coaching the defense. And he leaves Brad Cornelson to do everything with the offense all by himself. And Fuente is an offensive minded coach. So a lot of people are saying um, get rid of Cornelson or have Fuente take over the play calling duties. But as far as the offense goes, they're sick of Cornelson because nothing's changing. And you feel that on the field. You feel the frustration of a Trey Turner who has the ability to be a star wide receiver and it's not working. Um, So I think Cornelson's lost the offense. Um, I think the defense is still playing sort of hard, but they start to give up in the third quarter in a game like Pitt when you're down by so many. Um, and I just, I just see it going downhill. So my pick Syracuse, I don't know if they score 31, my pick, cause I had preconceived it and wrote it down to 24, 17 Qs. Um, I just don't see Virginia tech being able to score. Syracuse defense is really, really good. Honestly, 17 is a little high because Virginia Tech is really that bad offensively. And I think Q starts to figure things out. I think Sean Tucker has a field day because Virginia Tech's bad against the run. Um, You know, Dax Hollifield is really the only highlight at linebacker. 
and I could see Sean Tucker going for 150 in this one. Uh, so I got 24-17 cues. Sean Tucker is 52 yards away from 1,000 on the season. Sean Tucker was named ACC running back for the second straight week. It's possible that he is named ACC running back for the third straight week with over 1,000 yards after seven games. And um, you're exactly right, Giovanni. Um, so, look, is this the... Real quick, Sean, there's 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 one thing I saw before, before um, and I totally don't mean to interrupt, but this, well, just going late. with Sean Tucker's accolades before you get off that point, I saw this, ACC Network posted it. Um, Syracuse Sean Tucker currently has 791 rush yards, 204 receiving yards, and 11 touchdowns. The last Power 5 back was 750, 210 stat line through six games, which he has 11 touchdowns, not 10, was Reggie Bush during his Heisman season in 2005. I mean, Sean Tucker's having a freak season, and if we were winning more than 3-3, and like he'd actually be a serious Heisman contender. I mean, mm-hmm. you're right, and it's yeah. too bad. And those, that stats, and those stats were before Clemson, where he went for 157, and yeah. they had a touchdown. So now he's up in the 900s. Um, and I mean, how long ago was it that was crazy? Where we were like, are we going to get a thousand yard rusher this year? Waiting for a thousand yard rush? What has it been since like Jerome Smith or something? It's been something crazy. Serious. And now all of a sudden. In eight games, he's about to get it. And it's not even, I mean, it's not even close. Like we knew two games ago, three games ago, this guy's getting a thousand yards. It would be seven Barring games. Injury. Give him the 44. Give him the 44. I say give him the 44 next year. We can talk about that real quick. But um, uh, can I, guys, can I, it's my turn. Yeah. Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> my bad. Sorry. I, I just, I had it in there. It was interesting to me. It blew my mind. Oh, no, yeah. I know. It definitely is. And he's putting up, he's putting up some, some numbers that, you know, may not be able to be duplicated if he stays another year. I mean, it's, it could be that good. Um, so to, to, uh, I think Joe's point where he said, is this going to be a game where we play for the coach and, and, you know, and talking about Virginia tech, I think it could be the same thing for Syracuse. Look, I think some of the, some of the, any, the distractions that were around, like I mentioned in the beginning, I think that's, that's alleviated to say the least, I hope anyway, and I hope there's no lingering effects from that. Garrett Trader knows what he needs to do to be better on his end. You got to hope that the special teams uh, for Syracuse on the kicking end can clean this stuff up. Receivers need to step up. There's a lot of things that need to happen for Syracuse to have a perfect game. I'm not saying they have a perfect game, but I'm saying that they actually close this one out, and it may not be uh, it may not even be a nail biter like the last three games. We lost. We lost the last three games by nine points, and in the four losses in the season by nineteen points altogether. So we know they can do it, and can they do it at Lane Stadium in front of that crowd against a pretty decent um, uh, Virginia Tech defense? I think they can. I think they get after Burmeister. This dude's playing like at probably 80 percent, and that might be being nice. Okay, tough kid, no doubt about it. But if they can rattle his cage, uh, that's going to go a long way. And if anyone's going to be able to rattle his cage, it's going to be Syracuse. That's my opinion. I got Syracuse 31, Virginia Tech 21. Maybe a little high, but either way, I got Syracuse win that. 31-21. Okay. The The 44. So a lot of clamoring. I think I just posted on the on my on the Facebook page. Um, for a uh, change.org petition to sign to break out the 44. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually, I actually, stole, uh, this was given to us by, uh, or sent to me by Dominic. Everybody knows Dominic. And uh, he, he, um, I, I opened it up and it's, it's, it's put together by a dude named Dave Dixon. I'm pretty sure I know this Dave Dixon anyway. Um, it's my cousin's, one of my cousin's best friends growing up and big Syracuse fan. So he put this thing together. You can go there and sign it. Look, I don't think we need the signatures. All I think has got to happen is Sean Tecker's got to keep doing what he's doing for the rest of this year. And then I think before long, uh, be, you know, coming up to next year, next season, we could possibly see it. Okay. I don't know what the, I don't know what the retiring the number thing is. I didn't think they, re, we don't retire jerseys, right? We, we, they, they supposedly just are on hold with the number. I guess we don't retire anything. I don't even really know what the deal is, but uh, it, it could be broke out next, next season. Would you really want to see it broke out now, Gio? Would you? Um, I mean, 
like, yeah, what I meant by that was next season. I mean, it would be kind of cool. It would be uh, to see a breakout now, but um, I think you got to hit a thousand. But I saw that uh, athletic director John Wildhack said um, in some kind of statement, it must have been a press conference. I read it online that the only way he would bring it out is if he basically got the okay or the consent from the families of Ernie Davis, Jim Brown, and Floyd Little. Um, he needed their their the families okay. Um, and it could be from Jim Brown himself, too, because he's still uh, he's still around. But I also heard that Floyd Little's wife said that she wanted uh, Floyd Little's grandson to wear it. Um, and it's like I didn't love that. I mean, don't get me wrong. All respect to Floyd. All respect yeah, yeah, to the yeah, Little yeah. family. Yeah, that's uh, but, And I don't know who Floyd Little's grandson is, um, but I don't know if he's like a highly touted recruit or anything like that. Um, but in that sense, like. Man, Sean Tucker's earned it. Like, why are we saving it for somebody that we don't even know if he's one going to come here? Like, is he even good at football? Like, I feel like someone <laughs> shouldn't just wear it because their grandfather wore it. Right. Like, Sean Tucker's earned it. Um, and I totally get where they're coming from for that. It scares me a little bit because Wild Hack's saying, well, he's not going to give it out without the okay. And, you know, maybe the Littles aren't going to give the okay just from that. I mean, those are two different colliding stories um but man i say give it to tucker if he keeps up what he's doing because he has been the most prolific running back we've had in a long time and it's it's special it's something that does not come all the time and i think it deserves it I totally agree, and I mean, Joe, what was what was Tucker uh, a fourth stringer before the opt outs last year? I mean, this dude comes oh, out yeah. of nowhere, you know, and he's absolutely earned it. The beginning of this year, you and I are a little apprehensive. We're like, well, let's see, you know, let's get past Rutgers and Liberty and and see what he could do in the ACC. Well, guess what? He's tearing it freaking up. So, yeah. so uh, there's no doubt this is not this is not you know a one off. It's not an anomaly that he's he's rushing the way he is. Yeah, he gets some holes opened up for him. That I think the the offensive line has done a fantastic job to complement his running. But look, he's doing it, man. He's got moves right, and he's also still the leading uh, receiver on the team as well with 224 yards. So there's that. Um, anything else oh, before yeah. we wrap no, up, like Joe? That's, and that, well, that's really the thing, right? So, like, right now he's second in the the nation in in running, rushing, yeah, in rushing, right? He's I think behind the um, running back from um, was it Kenneth Walker yeah. from uh, Michigan yeah. State, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the guy right below him, Bajan uh, Robinson from Texas, right? So, I mean, people don't pay people pay attention to an undefeated Michigan State, Texas. You know, people don't pay attention to Syracuse. I mean, Sean Tucker is the best running back that most people don't know. Um, and even on top of that, when you add his receiving yards, when you look at it, I mean, he's second in the nation in, um, what is that yards? Well, that's yards per total, game. So. Total, total yards. Total, no, yeah, he's he actually, he's, if you go by average, he's second, but when you go by total, he's got more all purpose yards than anybody in the country with 1,172. So Best best running back that that really nobody's paid attention to. I mean, yeah. obviously Syracuse fans have said, "Oh, the Heisman and this," and you know the stats like uh, what Geo read off. Um, it, it's crazy. Um, but unless you're somebody that's watching Syracuse week in and week out, I mean, what five 100 yard rushing games in a row? Yes. I mean, we just talked about. It. I mean, Virginia Tech hasn't had a hundred yard rusher this year in a game. He's had five in a row. So um, definitely something special. And I'm really pound I the rock. Usually don't. I usually don't have like a big uh, like um, opinion about this whole 44 thing. Like I told you before, when we talked about it, it's like, look, use it as a recruiting tool. Right. And give somebody the damn jersey or just retire it forever. You got to do something. This just hanging it out in the ether, just questioning every time somebody's good. Are we going to give it to them? Like, I don't like that. Like, just figure it out. But if there has been somebody that's that's worthy of having this especially even since rob conrad i mean it's it's, it's him so what was that 97 i think it was a, a senior in high school rob conrad <laughs> so uh you know um yeah hanging it out in the ether. and on top of it he go ahead Gio. well on top of it he he sorry on top of it he he like has the character for it too right he's Absolutely. as humble as it gets He's quiet. Dino talked about it in a press conference one day. Like Sean yes. Tucker's a guy that he's not going to open his mouth and he doesn't have to tell you that he's good, right? His, yeah. his playing just does the talking. If you ever look at his social media, I'm I'm pretty sure his dad runs it or something because he has the most humble. Um, he just you know humanly tweets. So if there's a guy that deserves it, you know it's him because he's not this big ego that you know he he really kind of goes under the table. He's quiet and he's the guy. 
Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And like Joe said, hang the 44 out here. Fans want to see it. It's a staple of the program. There's no sense in not bringing it back out. The gray area is too big. And um, if anyone's deserved it in the past 20-something years, it's definitely Sean Tucker, hands down. It's not even a question. So, um, look, I don't listen to a lot of other Syracuse podcasts. In fact, the total number is zero. But I would say... That I do not think that we could do a better job with a preview, and I we don't pat, I don't pat ourselves on the back here very often, but this preview for this game was excellent, Giovanni. Oh yeah, I re- hey, we got the insider, bro. I know, I know, right? I feel special right now. Uh, how did Gio? How do you balance that too? Like, because obviously, because of what you do in school, and like obviously, you wanting to be able to. I mean, I'm sure you wanting to call football games and and what you're doing in the fall obviously you wanted to trickle into basketball right you definitely want to do basketball games so um it's a situation where like how do you manage being able to still pay attention to the Syracuse games as far as watching both uh I've sat now the Sean you'll learn this the reception when it's packed especially in Lane Stadium is awful like you can't even get a text message out um but if you sit on like where the student section is, I always sit to the right side and I'm able to snag the Wi-Fi just barely from the press box. So I've sat there many times watching the Syracuse game on my phone while at the Virginia Tech game. Like when we played Rutgers, oh, I did that. Um, but then we've also had two Friday night games. So that that's helps. true. Um, yep. Like I like last week I was working a high school game, um, but I had the Clemson game on my phone. And then on the air, we were literally like talking about the Clemson game because the high school game was so bad. <laughs> that, you know, we were, we were talking about the Syracuse game on, on the radio, which I'm sure Virginia Tech fans hated. But, uh, oh, absolutely. But no, so I, I always got to pay attention to the Cuse. And uh, actually, like Wake Forest, I was watching that while at the Virginia Tech, at the Virginia Tech Notre Dame game and at, at the tailgates and stuff. Um, and then the next day, because I was really curious, I went back and I actually watched it um, like the full game. Um, you know, I didn't get catch every second of it, but a lot of the time I'll I'll go on demand and I'll watch it again too. Because you know I love my orange and I got to watch always. So <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. I we really appreciate you coming on real quick because I saw a tweet and I don't know if you saw me retweet this tweet, but it was you doing a, a like a live shot with some other guy. Okay, and you're all dressed all dapper and whatnot, and you like tower over this guy. So how how t- how tall are you? I'm not tall at all. Um, <laughs> I think that was, I think that was, I don't want to like shout out his name. And, and you, don't have, you, don't, you don't need uh, to. Just, you don't have to do that. Shorter, he's just a shorter gentleman. Um, I'm not tall. I'm only like 5'9", five, 5'10 five, on a good day. So I'm not tall oh, by he, any means. I'm like, oh Bro, my gosh, Giovanni's, Giovanni's 6'4". Holy cow, this kid's huge. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> you got, hey, look, I'm 5'8 and I'm proud of it, okay? I've been 5'8 since I was in second grade. All right. They thought so I was going to be a kid. They, they, they thought I was going to be a big kid. And I stopped growing when I was 11. All right. So, <laughs> no, I've always been short. Uh, so, anyways, all right, look, the best damn pregame in the, the Syracuse podverse. And it's because of you, Gio. Really appreciate you coming on, man. Love seeing you, you do your Thank thing, you. dude. Thank you. You, you're you're awesome. Uh, really appreciate it. You keep it up. Hope to meet you in Blacksburg this weekend. And uh, go Orange. We got to have this one, guys. For Joe and Giovanni, Joe. I'm Sean. Route. Peace.